0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 8.5 Wonders and Learnings podcast. Today, I will be interviewing a wonderful and insightful man named Alan Wiesman. Alan Wiesman is a journalist, and he has studied and wrote many books. The topic of today's podcast is, what would Earth be like without humans? I ask him questions relevant to this, and he gives very good and detailed answers. I hope you enjoy. How are you today?
1: Not bad for life in the 21st century, you know. Well, it's a sunny day here. It stopped snowing for a change. We've had a lot of snow in New England. So I'm doing all right. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good. It's a lot sunnier today and this week. Welcome to the 85 Wonders and Learnings podcast. So today we are going to talk about the topic What would Earth be like without humans? I've heard that you've delved into this topic before.
1: Well, I did. Um, you know, I'm a journalist and I write about all kinds of things, but it seems like for the past 25 years, I've been mainly writing about the environment because the environment you know, is sort of the base of everything. And I was going all over the world covering environmental disasters. Uh, you know, the ozone hole in Antarctica, the melting Arctic in Northern Canada where you are, um, the Chernobyl nuclear disaster right after that happened, many rainforests coming down. And I began to understand that all these things were connected. They weren't just isolated accidents and they were connected to the behavior of our species. So I wanted to write about you know, this global environmental crisis that we are creating, but people just get scared when they hear that or they think it's so depressing. So I realize a backwards way of looking at what we've done on the planet is just extracting us. What would happen if we weren't here? And there's three ways of looking at this. What would happen if we never evolved in the first place? What would happen if we continued going as we're doing right now, business as usual, and sort of eating up the entire planet to support ourselves until suddenly, you know, it's we're going to have taken too much from the environment and everything's going to crash, including us? Uh, you Mm -hmm. know, what would be left after we went extinct? Or the way that I did it in my book, The World Without Us, um, that emerged from that decision that I make, uh, would be to imagine what would happen if we just went poof. Now that sounds like science fiction or, you know, like space aliens come and rapture us away. Uh, actually it's possible. And the possibility that I posed in that book makes it this is 13 years after I wrote the book and suddenly it's made this book extremely popular again because I imagine what would happen if a Homo sapiens specific virus picked us all off and left everything else intact and what we'd leave behind is the sum total of our environmental impact on the world but I don't have to use that phrase that puts so many people off so um, what would happen if we just disappeared right away I learned all kinds of things would happen. For one, our cities. Now you're close to Calgary, right?
0: Um, yes. Yeah,
1: well, you know, Calgary in the spring uh, goes through all these freeze thaw cycles like any Northern uh, city. You know, it gets above freezing and the snow melts and there's water and it runs into the little cracks in the pavement, but then at night it freezes again and the frozen water expands and those cracks get bigger. And what happens is that there's always things blowing around the city, including tiny seeds. And if there weren't people there maintaining the streets and the sidewalks of your city, suddenly you'd find little weeds coming up that have amazing power in their roots. Uh, I saw, for example, in Cyprus I saw a city that had been abandoned for 30 years because it got caught in the middle of a civil war and fields of flowers had broken up concrete streets. That's how powerful nature can be. So uh, it's, it was surprising for me to find out how vulnerable cities are. New York City was the one that I went to because it's you know, everybody knows New York, either you've been there or you've seen it in films. And New York is, you know, tunneled underneath with subway tunnels. Mm -hmm. Uh, But New York, the, the name Manhattan, Manhattan comes from an old Indian term that meant hilly. And all those hills were flattened down to lay the grid of the city. And of course, when it rains, any hilly country, you know, streams form between and some of them were, you know, permanent rivers. They all got buried underground. So New York has got all this water underground um, that subway engineers have to maintain. About eight hundred pumps constantly be pumping that stuff up and into the rivers that flow to the ocean. And if those pumps went silent because there were no human means. Which they would, because within seven days there'd be no electricity left, and all our power plants would go dark. Uh, Their emergency generators usually are diesel, and there's usually about a seven-day supply. So without electricity, all those pumps would stop going. the The subway tunnels would flood. After well about twenty years, the big steel columns that hold up the roof when you're standing on a subway platform that roof is really the street. Of course, they would corrode, they'd rust and they would fall down. And then suddenly we'd have rivers back on the surface of Manhattan. So those are just a couple of examples of what would happen to the world without people. Um, but uh, to me, one of the most interesting things is how does the rest of nature perform uh, when we're no longer around putting you know, all these our daily pressures on it. So maybe you've got some questions about that. I don't want to take up all the space here.
0: Um, Yeah. Um, So like as portrayed in many movies and TV shows, if civilization were to disappear, um, plants would overtake the city remnants, um, like you talked about, like due to no vegetation control. And um, another possibility is that a different species would rise up and evolve into the new dominator um, of Earth. Um, Do you you think that that's a possibility?
1: Well, it's not a possibility, it's a certainty, but it depends on how we uh, interpret the word dominator, uh, the keystone species. You know, our presence on earth is, if you think about the whole lifespan of life on earth, you know, we are a tiny fraction of it um we have become dominant because uh we developed big brains um for reasons that are are debated in science but it's clear that we evolved them and yes there are other primates that also have big brains um both our gorilla cousins and our baboon cousins baboons actually had the biggest brain per in relation to its body mass. But uh, when I was researching the world with artists, um I was in Africa and I saw baboons in the wild and they have a pretty nice life. They live in communities. Their communities can band together to protect them against predators. I saw them surround a leopard and just harass it to the point that it finally retreated. Uh, they can live on savannas, so they gather food there. They can live in forests, they can gather food in the trees. And, you know, things are pretty good for them. So when you think about evolution, you know, at one point we had a common ancestor and then it branched, and then us and the chimpanzees had a common ancestor. Um, Chimpanzees also do quite well in the wild. And uh, I'm not sure that they'd really want to occupy our niche because human evolution actually started at a point, you know, about six million years ago when we branched off from the chimpanzees, went one way, we went the other way. Um, What happened was that. There was a huge ice age in the north, and that took up so much moisture that much of Africa dried out and the forest shrank. And then there was competition, and some had to go learn how to live in these savannas you know, these unforested areas where it was more dangerous. You didn't have the cover of the forest, you didn't have all these fruits and literally had to learn to stand on their own two feet so they could see over the weeds if there was a lion coming at them. Those are our ancestors, which means we lost the competition for those remaining forests. I've been in some of those tight canyons in Africa where chimpanzees still play. They were the ones who won, they pushed us out. So why would they want to do what we've done I think that the world probably was a much more balanced place. I mean, we have basically, we've learned how to become too big and too numerous, partly because of our medicines, but mainly because we learned how to grow much more food than nature could do by using artificial chemicals to create much more plant life than nature could grow. And we just created a big imbalance that's now causing a lot of environmental, stresses. When we go, no other species in the history of this planet has ever done that. And I don't think any other species might want to.
0: True, true. Um, They would be more like satisfied in where they were instead of causing a repeat of um, what would happen. Um, So do you think that the world would like eventually start repairing itself like more and more over time? If nothing were to evolve,
1: well, I mean, things would evolve, but without human beings, uh, you know, I've mentioned a couple of places: Chernobyl, uh, in that uh, abandoned village in eastern Cyprus, Uh, the Korean Demilitarized Zone is a great example. You know, in 1953, there was a a Korean War ended, and they created this four kilometer wide strip between North Korea and South Korea because it's really a truce. The war isn't over. So that's this no man's land. And that was scorched earth. It used to be rice paddies and villages, and it was just completely a wasteland. In just a half a century, it's become this wilderness that is so, it's recovered so well that it's become one of the most important wildlife refuges in all of Korea is home to many endangered species that would no longer exist if it weren't for the suspended state of war between these two vicious human armies. That you can see them facing each other when you go, you go there. So, yeah, the world would heal a great deal. But, but I will tell you this. I I wrote the world without us, not because I want a world without us. I was hoping that readers would see how beautifully the world could restore itself and then think, well, is there some way that we can add ourselves back to this picture only this time in balance and harmony with the rest of nature, instead of in mortal combat with it. Um, And I still hope that we can, because I think that we deserve here to be here as much as any other species. We add a lot of beauty to the world uh, our technologies, such as the one that we're using to talk to each other, they're it, you know they're miraculous. And think of all our art and our music. You know, birds are not the only species that sing. So, um, I hope that we can learn the lessons of this and stick around. So, you know, you can take this education you're getting right now and have a wonderful life using it.
0: Um, it's true, because, like, if we add ourselves back in into the world that repaired itself, um, it, it would be part of our evolution to start working again. And um, over time, it's it it probably won't stay the same, which I wish it could, because part even part of our evolution is that we start to grow emotions and like feelings of anger and conquer. Um Which the animals um, would eventually inhabit. Um, So yeah, it's it's been wonderful having you on our podcast, but I'm afraid that it has come to an end.
1: Well, thanks for inviting me, and good luck to you.
0: Mm -hmm. Have a great day. Farewell. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Today, our topic was, what would the world be like without us? I asked our guest, Mr. Alan Wiesman, whether it was a possibility that an animal would evolve and take on the role of the dominating species. I also asked him, would the world start repairing itself without us? He provided amazing answers, and I really wish we could have talked more. Two things that I took away from this interview was that without us, Nature would not only survive, but thrive and repair itself. And my other takeaway was that even if animals had the possibility to evolve into what we are today with big brains and technology, they would be more content living their regular lives. What were your takeaways? I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to tune back in for our next one. Have a great day.